back at it. How's it going, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> get the people a hand. Get up. the people going. I wanted to start before we get into it. Yep. Um, your assistant gave us some feedback on this show. She did. What was it? We're getting feedback now. We it was some of the best feedback we've gotten. <laughs> she said, it's actually interesting. It's actually, I think, listenable. Was L- the- listenable might have been the term that got used. I got some feedback as well from my nine-year-old son who stumbled upon it <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, no. Did I tell you this? No. No, he's like, Dad, I saw you on YouTube, I think because, you know, whatever my search is. Same Wi-Fi. Or something like that. <laughs> um, and his remark was that, I looked like I didn't know the answer to the question, and he was very concerned for me. He said that um, he was, wasn't worried about me embarrassing him. He's like, I, Dad, I just don't want you to embarrass yourself on YouTube or on TV. And I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. I'll, I'll work on that. Respect. Right. At least yeah. he's got your back. That's good. Totally, man. He's a very thoughtful guy. Um, but so anyway. Today you know all the answers. Today I know all the answers. I actually told him, like, man, well, I'm kind of the one, like, asking the answers, so it's not good if if I'm stumped on the spot. But I was just choosing my words carefully is what I told him. So. That's, I like that response. Yeah. That's but good. the feedback's rolling in. The feedback. We had one from uh, from YouTube, too, and I think it was XJHYSK or something like that. Yeah, yeah. A link to a scam. Oh, oh sweet, sweet. Even better. Yeah. Once you get on Cross the- promotion. <laughs> exactly. Once you get on the scammers, you explode. Yeah. Yeah. Bought. First person to respond, support, gets 5000 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, what's new? What's going on? What have you been up to? Not much. Pretty good week for me. Actually, not the best week for me. <laughs> so, I lied. That's, that's like my generic answer. It's like, yeah, yeah, things are great. Everything's awesome. Um, no, so my property manager, who's on with me full time, yeah. he decided that he's able to take vacation, apparently. I think, oh. I, think I may have approved How dare it. he? Yeah. <laughs> so, in the middle of summer... Um, Anyway, so he took the week off, and it actually wasn't a bad week. I'm not going to lie. There wasn't anything too, too crazy. I think the biggest thing was we had two mold two mold scares, um, one, both in basements, both, like, on the baseboard. Mm-hmm. Um, one tenant handled it better than the other. One was like, hey, I have mold. And the other was like, I need to go into a hotel today until this is fixed. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure you've had that. I've had people raise concerns about surface mold before, and I'm like, oh, I mean, it's the same stuff that's in your shower. Like, it's it's not an issue. It just needs to be wiped down. Like, literally, you could physically wipe it off. But it is an issue sometimes in basement apartments. It's hard to get around, especially um, if you don't get – you don't have good air circulation. Yeah. You know, and it's been really humid lately. People tend to, in small basement apartments, put furniture up against a wall, and then all of a sudden it's really not breathing. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not really a concern um, yeah, you know, it can be taken care of pretty easily, but these old yeah. buildings too, they don't have the air exchangers and stuff in them. No. And then you go in and you renovate and then you put brand new windows in, right? Yeah, so you, you tighten up the building, uh, and you're below grade. Yeah. Yeah. So one of them was fortunate. It was actually just a leaky water line. Uh, that must've got punctured when they were thrown on the trim. Oh, okay. So yeah. we popped that off. That happen. Plumber yeah. was really nice. Came back, fixed it right there on the spot. We sealed everything back up. Uh, the other one I think is an exterior water intrusion. Oh, okay. So this isn't just um, surface condensation. I, you really let me take that for a walk before yeah, correcting yeah, yeah. me that you had a leak in your building. Well, it, I, I, <laughs> it, it may be. It may be. And to be honest, it was kind of funny when you said that because when she brought me in to show me, there was phys- there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you got to look closer. And so like my face was like this <laughs> this far from the baseboard. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Like my eyes are mm-hmm. pretty decent. Um, but anyways, we're still going to look into it and open some stuff up. I've had that same thing happen before where someone with a finish nail put it through a piece of trim and the finish nail plugged the hole it created 
and then over time rusted away. Right. right. So it actually took a little while for it to happen. Um, but yeah, I did kind of go on a tangent there that sometimes you will get surface mold in these places purely because of a lack of air movement. But obviously water intrusion is, is a bigger concern because then it can get behind the wall and it's not surface anymore. But yeah, yeah, I, I had a similar situation. I went away. I don't have a property manager, so kudos to you for having one. I have a live-in super at my 15 unit. I've got a like a guy at my 12 unit who's, you know, does some stuff for me. And, um, you know, it's kind of a, a piecemeal situation, but I was away for a few days and I was barely out of my driveway before I got a call about a hot water tank, not working, which I'm always concerned more about the hot water tank leaking. And yeah, usually, or oftentimes they go one and the same. And what people don't realize is even a 40 gallon hot water tank, it doesn't drop 40 gallons on your floor because it just continually fills. So yeah. it continues to run and drain until the city <laughs> runs out of water. So um, fortunately, really good tenant. She knew how to turn off the water to it. Oh, nice. You know, not that it's especially hard, but, you know, there's, yeah. the, there's the shutoff valve at the top. Um, and then another tenant, um, broken fridge, man. Brand new fridge. You know, he's the first person ever to use it. New appliances suck. New appliances do suck, and people ask all the time, you know, what's the trickiest part about being a landlord? What, what's the biggest headache? Appliances. Samsung appliances. Oh, my gosh. At first, can let's I be that? easy on the folks at Samsung. Yeah, We're still like, open to sponsorships here. Yeah, can I say um, But I, I used to try to get, like, used, secondhand or, or scratch a dent, and then, yeah. like, it's not worth it. I need a long warranty, but still. And, and it's tricky because I'm very fortunate my father is very handy, and he can fix almost anything, so... You know, right away he was over there, but once it's a condenser, you know, it's under warranty. But actually, I, I need to know if you got a good uh, appliance guy. They, they only have one company that does the the services their warranties, though, and they're available on the 20th. I got the guy. Yeah, but, like, is it under warranty? I, at this point, I can't even worry about the warranty. I just got to get it fixed. But I was say, warranty and fixes? Yeah. You're kind of hooped. Like, I this, every time I get a fix, it's like it's 400 bucks, or I can just get a new one for 600 I oh, know it's I know, stupid, man. though, because it's a warranty the, repair. Yeah. But and it's a brand new unit, man. Like he's maybe been in there three months, and the fan in the freezer will not spin and push the air through. So, but I thought it was interesting because this is one of the big questions that we often get asked: is, well, you know, what's going to happen though if I'm away and a call? Like, how do you handle this? And blah blah blah. And one of the fortunate things is when you reach a, a certain scale and have a certain amount of experience, you kind of have, you know, nothing surprises you. I'm like, okay, yeah, no big deal. Your hot water tank is. It was good that she knew how to shut it off because otherwise I have to walk her through shutting it off. Yeah. But I've got a plumber who now he's worked with me for years and years and years. Yeah. And he was there right away to fix it. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I'm fortunate to have my dad who's who's quite handy. So he could at least go and troubleshoot it. And he went there. He diagnosed it. He said, this might work, but probably not. You know, <laughs> but but he, he got it going short term and it didn't last. And um, I was away and, and he just went through my supplier and got yeah. everything in motion. Um, but that is the reality of being a landlord. You oh, yeah. leave town and an appliance goes or, and then I was away and got a bunch of call from a new tenant. Well, an inherited tenant from a building that I just recently purchased. And that's a, a story for another day. Um, but yeah, the joys of landlording, man, that's, this is what it's all about. That's all the fun. Yeah. One other thing I'll mention that came up this week, which was actually I'd say the most frustrating part of the week. Everything else, like you said, I have systems in place. It's not the end of the world. You, you deal with them, right? The plumber came <laughs> and fixed it. Yeah. Was I have a variance application in for a okay. property. It's been in for eight months. 
Um, as we know, the city's not quick to get through things. Mm-hmm. They have finally gotten to it. Now, my lot is very small, like 25 or 30 feet wide. And I'm sandwiched between two apartment buildings. But I have apartment building zoning. This down the south end? Yes. Yeah. Another one. Um, and so anyways, I made an application on that. And I was like, this is clever. Like, I can't get in for the front for parking. So I made an agreement with my neighbor behind me, who has a parking lot up against the back of my mm-hmm. lot. They'll give me an easement through. I'll put a garage underneath the building. And the, the, the grade's perfect. You drive right in. Wow. They gave you that easement? That's a nice neighbor. He was he was game to do it. I just had I have to repave his parking lot. He's not just being like, hey, here you go. Yeah. I'm throwing yeah. down a new parking lot for him. But um, anyways, I thought I was like, genius, let's go. City comes back. Because he has lower zoning than I do, you can't go from a lower zone. Ooh, that's true. To a higher zone. Yeah, you cannot. And then I'm, I, I, it just, it's so infuriating because I'm like, I have 25 feet. So I have to come in from the front. How? So I, I'm just going to shave off 15 feet of this building to make a pathway. So I have a 10-foot wide building now? I'm, not, I'm, not <laughs> sure. I'm drawing a blank on how. And, oh and they're like, and we, we can't not let you not put parking. Like, you have to put parking. And, and at the same time. Why they're do you cu- have to put parking? I, this is the thing. I'm like, you guys are cutting out lanes. You're pushing on public transit. I have a bus stop in front of my thing, in front of my building. I have Sobeys here, Superstore there. I'm like, 90, I have a 99 walk score. When you do the walk thingy, walk score 99, like you have to have parking. And I'm like. That, that's that's where your solution is. That, that's what you got to look at. Not this easement, not this whatever is, is getting rid of the parking. That's very strange to me. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to planners here for a second. I don't know if you know any good planners. I know some that are amazing. Yeah. And what you're talking about, the reason I had heard of this before yeah. is I've got a corner lot that I was just going through the motions on. Um, okay, here's what it's going to be designated in the new center plan. Here's what I can do with that. But I've got some abutting lots, and maybe I should look at those and, and uh, think on it. Um, and I consulted uh, a friend, client, planner that I know. And one of the things they mentioned was that, hey, just so you know, the lots beside you, even though they're completely unusable because there's an easement that, that go through it, I was going to just use it as a driveway Access. slash parking. Yep. It had a different zoning. And I was going to have this same issue that I was not going to be able to pass through that to get to my main lot. It totally unbeknownst to me. And when they were drawing out the little map of the center plan, no one thought to look into the rationality of that use and, and one abutting the other. So as part of the um, application for adjustments, I did that and, and I successfully got it because it was it made sense. Yeah. Right. Um, and thankfully, uh, this person caught that for me. And then they also, the city completely kind of messed up the other stuff. I was like, hey, you know, on my one over here that's allowing 20 meters, I would like to move it to 26. And the one over here that's allowing 14, I would like to change it to 20. And they kind of, in their response, like, like, hey, we reviewed the following issues and here are the responses. It's a big published list. They were like, we're going to keep it there at... 20 and we're going to keep this at 14 and they switched them accidentally so they referenced one as staying the same at 20 but it was the one that was only 14 but then the one that i was trying to go for 26 like no we're going to keep it the same at 14 i'm like no no it was 20 before and so now i'm having to go back through the process on like the here's what here's our first list here's our desired changes applications and then now here's the corrections (laughs) relating to the changes so um I mean, I can't even imagine the workload that they get dumped on their desk, but 
It shows the strength. You need a planner to look at that site and be like, how do we get no parking here? Because this is dumb. There's right? a, at some point, yeah. rationality prevails. I, yep. I do believe that. Um, you uh, can't have parking there. That's No, crazy. exactly. And I, I think the two things, I, and I don't, like, again, I don't discredit them. I don't have, like, beef with the planners in specific. But I think there is just, like, the t- length of time to get to rationality, I think, is the part that's frustrating. Um, but I think the biggest problem in my end is I went through the variance versus the development application. Mm-hmm. And so through the variance, you're not really allowed to play with those things, technically. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go through a full-on development application, which pushes me back another two years, uh, which is disappointing. Um, mm. But anyway, so that was the little cap to my week. Yeah. Peace de resistance. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Literal resistance. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, so what are we talking about today? Let's dive into it. Our first rentals, because just in case okay. somebody actually yeah. cares about how we got into this game. Yeah. No, I think it's relevant. The process of acquiring, the process of having it. And in my case, I have now sold it. Yeah. At a very, very, very thin profit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just that that story. Okay. So well, start us off. Yeah. So you're going to start with that, and then I'll start with when I kind of uh, bought my first, what I, I kind of call them true multis. What do, you, what do you call it when it's no longer a four unit, a three unit, a two unit? I say, I say real multi as well. Real That's, multi? I, I say yeah. like it's, a, it's like it's an actual multi unit. Yeah. I kind of look at it at the threshold being six units because then you have to go for commercial financing. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think some lenders are still doing five residential. Are they? Maybe. Five, yeah. Are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll yeah. do five. Um, so true multis, if I throw that term around and people don't know what I'm saying, I, I mean like six units and above. But Six plus. Um, yeah. So tell me, uh, I, I think... I know a little bit about this first property, but tell me about your first property. Yeah, I think I touched on it a bit. Um, I think we have a picture of it here. It's a ultra ugly home. Ultra ugly. Look at that. J- thing. Just to be clear here, this is the after picture, folks. Yeah, yeah. This, this is when I sold it. This is when I sold it. Actually. No, that's a cute home, man. Come on. It was uglier when I got it. Are you kidding me? Look at the siding. Multiple colors. There's some vertical on the front, on the top, above the window. There's some horizontal below the window. That's. Business it's in yellow. the front, party in the back. <laughs> you can see the double roof line in the back where the extension yeah. is. Yeah. And then the, the aftermarket dormer that was put on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, buddy. She's rough. Well, it only lasts 11 days on the market. So, I mean, I looked at that when the price came up. I'm like, oh, that's that's a great deal. It was. And Tanner was like, well, it was three years ago. I'm like, oh, well, that kind of explains a little bit too. Or two years ago. Yeah. Market shifted. I mean, those people are laughing now. Like, we joke about it. But, man, good luck getting that location, that amount of house. It's right a big house. It's yeah. a six-bedroom, three-bath home. Like, it's enormous. Uh, it's on Chebucto Road. It is worth a heck of a lot more than they paid. Yeah. Um, but I had to sell it due to circumstance. Um, you and the Broskis had a following, following we had, out. Me and the Broskis had a falling out. We had a uh, – we, we went multiple offer, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just – this was a home that I bought as a partnership to get me started. I remember I said I didn't have – I had no income when we bought this place. Mm-hmm. So I yep. couldn't get finance. Uh, and so that's how we ended up with this one. But, uh, yeah, anyways, partnerships are tough. They're always tough. And we ultimately had to sell, sell it. Again, we, we made some money. So it's, I'm not – and I learned a lot. Like, that's what got me in the game. So it yeah. was great. Yeah, you only learn by doing. Yeah. And, you know, flashing back, doing this, all right, let's talk about back when we started. That's the most informative stuff to reference for people who are maybe listening to to this. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I'd say I learn more on this than I do on these ones I do now. Like I'll flip over a six unit. I don't really learn that much in the process. It's more of like a recycling mm-hmm. thing. This one, like everything was like a, oh, like everything was, like, everything was oh moments of like, oh. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'll give you a quick rundown. So this one was 2016, 2015, I think I bought it. Um, and we had been shopping for a while. 
we went through the whole process of like we started in the city, but we couldn't get any of the good locations because our budget was like 300k mm-hmm. uh, for like a true multi. Not necessarily a true multi unit six plus. Watch my terminology. <laughs> 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 now that we just defined a term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just like we were looking for like a two or three unit, and we couldn't get anything great. So then we we started looking outside towns like Truro and bombing all around. Actually, Nass, Nass was our agent. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. I took him to like 100 houses, Truro, the whole works. Um, anyways, this popped up one day and I was like, we have to see this. Like it came up for 274. Had to go see it. Um, like I was like, we need to get there today. Uh, we ended up, or no, it came up for 289. I lied to you. Came up for 289. But I was like, on the peninsula on Shabakdo Road with this many um, bedrooms and bathrooms, and I think I see two kitchens. Like I need need to I see, see. Those. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell tell me about the layout. Yeah, so we got there, we ran over, and uh, it's eating enormous house. So when you come in, this is the front door. You come in on your right. There's like a big office, but it's probably fifteen by ten. Mm-hmm. That's it there. Uh, and then on the other side is this one here. So this is then like the dining room, family room, same thing, like fifteen by ten, maybe even longer. You can tell it's quite long. Uh, and then going. Then you go into the kitchen, big, long kitchen, eating kitchen in the back, and then there's a laundry, stackable laundry there at the end in that little room. Yeah. So was this the layout when you bought it? This layout when I bought okay. it. Yeah, we didn't do any any work to it. Um, so that's there, back entrance. Now, this is where I was seeing, in my eyes, I was like, ooh, moneymaker. Upstairs is what you get, but then downstairs, there's a two-bedroom. So this is, we're now going downstairs. That's, okay, the pictures are not in order at all. But that downstairs was two more bedrooms a full bathroom, and another mini kitchen. And this was like a, what we call now like a guest suite. This wasn't a legal second unit? So this is the thing. It was yeah. not a legal unit, so not a lot of people were interested in it. Mm-hmm. To add to it, the house had been resold. If you bring up that listing history for a second, Tanner. Yeah, it's a, it's a long it's, history. And so that person had, yeah, like it just continuously has been kind of in and off market. Like it's not. Wow. And they had they had bought it for 274 So this is the thing. We, we think about the market now. As just this perpetual rocket ship to the moon. Yeah. What a short memory we have. Look at this beautiful history. Two thousand seven years. Two thousand nine, it couldn't sell, and then it couldn't sell again, and then someone bought it finally in two thousand nine for two seventy four. Ninety days on market. Yeah. After being two hundred thirty six days, followed by two hundred seven <clears throat> days, followed by ninety four days. Yeah. And then so two years. You know. The host, no one would buy. Neil comes along and buys it. Um, <laughs> no, like it, it's true. It's it, true. It sells, yeah. and then, you know, in fairness, three years later, you didn't make a killing on it. No, right? Like and it did you it all paid again. It down, and um, you know, it's it was, you know, I often think back and go, oh gosh, you know, we were so fortunate to get in when we did. There's some negatives about back then because it was hard to move homes. And if you had to sell in a situation, right, like whatever situation happened with the partners or whenever it goes sideways, it's not that easy to just pull the shoot and and sell. No. Um, And so, yeah, that that was – exactly. It was – that was – when you were buying then, I found it was a lot more stressful. Right now, I feel like everyone's so, like, comfortable to buy because you're like, ah, whatever. And, like, two years I'll sell for another 30 grand. doesn't matter what I do. Mm -hmm. Then when you're making the decision, it was so stressful because you're like, there's a chance that I get this and I sit on it for 10 years mm-hmm. and I can't even sell it for what I paid. Yeah. Like that was a huge concern. Yeah. Appraisals didn't come in high and exciting. Like now you get an appraisal and they come in more than what you're expecting. Like, So how did you, what was your game plan going into this? Like what was your yeah. big vision of, obviously you needed to do it because you didn't have the the equity. So you needed the partnership. Yeah. And you guys lived there? 
No. No? Okay. Um, so you just ran it as a rental from day one? Yeah. We bought it as a threesome. We put down 20%. Each putting in basically 7% each. Um, and uh, it also had a detached garage in the back. And the plan was to rent it out. Rent out the upstairs for 1800 bucks and rent the basement for 1000 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then we, we had to pay utilities because nothing was separated. Mm-hmm. But it was a new high-efficiency propane burner uh, in there. So, like, we had the bills and it wasn't that bad. Um, and you know what? Honestly, it worked out good at first. So we got it um, and and we, we rented it out for 1800 upstairs, 1100 downstairs. The biggest problem was the basement had seven-foot ceilings. Right. So it felt like a dungeon. Yeah. Which I've now have, like... PTSD that I'm like I anytime I go into a low basement I'm like I'm not buying this place I won't do it also that house is of the vintage in that neighborhood where the basements weren't really intended to be finished to begin with right yeah. like so they're they're damper the they're darker like the windows are low and and um and one of the challenges is when that's the product you're providing and the rent you're charging sometimes there's more management right uh, you know or more turnover and things like that yeah um how to work out so first first year rented the upstairs to a group of young guys they were great. Uh, and I think an older lady, no, actually another young guy in the basement. Everything was all good. There was lots of parking space, big lot. And we actually rented the garage for like another hundred bucks a month or something. Um, anyways, first year went by good. And then about maybe 14, 15 months into it, that group of guys upstairs, there's four of them. Um, one or two of them fell off and then mm-hmm. they filled the bedroom, couldn't fill it. So I got to the point where they started needing like, oh, like we'll get you a little bit, like in a week, we'll get you another 600 bucks. Yep. And it got to that point, so they were just like, you know, we're leaving. And I was like, okay, like it makes sense. You guys can't pay this anymore. Our rental market at that time was not super exciting. Yeah. It was okay. It was good. Yeah. And if you had decent product, it filled. But it wasn't like you put up and you just instantly got it filled. So when they left, we, we put it up. But it was like slow trickling responses, especially at eighteen hundred bucks in Halifax. Yeah, at the time, man, that was that was not that essentially limits you to renting by the room. At yeah. that point in time, yeah. you have to have four guys who can go in there and rationalize and be like, oh man, we only have to pay 425 bucks each or 450 bucks each. Yeah. You know, um, but it's hard as, you know, a young couple that might be a better fit. They're going to be like, well, we don't need these two extra rooms. Yeah. This is why when people ask me about rentals, I love two bedrooms or one bedroom plus den. Yeah. I love it. You get young individuals, you know, single people or young couples. As yeah. soon as you get into more than that, you kind of get roommates yeah. or kids i love oh, kids uh, <laughs> they make a mess um and roommates break up you know one of them gets a new partner they move out like different life plans so i find two bedrooms is sweet man young couple they want a, a home office so this was we had four bedrooms and when you have the roommate set up it's like having four separate tenants it's the yeah. management of four units with the income of one. Oh, and they're arguing oh and then like oh we, we we got a new person we you know kevin moved out we got this new guy it's like Where'd you get them? Like, Sending Kijiji. To like, you know, they just find like some random person yeah. now e-transferring money and then they have a follow <laughs> with him. You know, I, I had a similar scenario with a single family home I rented with his three bedrooms. Yeah. And, you know, it was like a revolving door of these like young girls who like two of them were kind of staples. And then the third, uh, they must've gone through three different roommates as the third person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that was, that, and that was what was happening with those guys. Again, they were pretty good about it because one of them was like the leader mm-hmm. and he was actually saying the rent as a whole, right. which was the dream. Yeah. But anyways, so they bounced. Um, and you know, I never told you the background, our whole like long-term play because it had bathrooms on every single floor and it was a huge floor pan on each floor. We were going to do three units, mm-hmm. three two bedrooms, actually probably even three three bedrooms. Like it was because it's a big footprint. Um, the zoning actually allowed it. Like everything was good, 
Uh, we just obviously had to put together the capital. We didn't really know what we were doing, so it was kind of a big undertaking. Um, but anyway, so those guys moved out, and uh, then I went to go re-rent it, put it up, did showings, but the house was rough. It had been beat even harder by the new tenants that we had. So I got a few showings, but everyone just kind of dwindled off. I'd get them the applications. I'd be following up and calling them like, hey, you interested? You interested? And they're like, maybe, maybe, basically just didn't want to say no. Um, then anyways, finally we get this response from a family. And they come out and there's f- three kids, two adults, and then another fellow who was like an uncle. Mm-hmm. And the whole house is empty at this point. And, and you're they like, c- sign here. <laughs> Pretty much. And they came in and they were all like hot and horny for it. Like they came in, they're like, oh, this is perfect because the family's going to live upstairs. The uncle's going to live in the basement. We'll pay the utilities. We'll just take the whole house. And they were willing to pay, I think, 1800 for the whole house. And I was like, you know what? If you're paying utilities, done. Because we right. were averaging about 800 bucks a month once we boiled in all the yeah. utilities. Okay. So I was like, it's pretty much the same thing. Less management, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and they came, the guy said, oh, I'm handy. I'm going to fix and you think, oh, I don't have to worry about the dynamic of like downstairs not liking upstairs because they're, you know. Driveway, no yeah. messing around with the driveway and who's clearing what and whatever. They said they're going to do all this work to the house. I feel like this isn't going to end well. And <laughs> I love it. Let's oh, yeah. It. They, 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 were just, I, they made me feel so good. They're like, oh, yeah, we got this. Uh, we'll give you post-aid checks, everything. Like, everything's great. They did an application, but I was just so tired of going through the process. And I, I was living in Dartmouth, I think, or somewhere else. So every time I was driving all the way across down to Halifax, I'd do these stupid showings, which half the people don't show up for. Yeah. Um, so I was basically, yep, yeah, all right, cool. Sign here. Give me the deposit check. Give me the rent checks. Let's do this thing. So did that. And then like, can we move in early? Yeah, no worries. Give me the checks. I'll give you the keys. So what they did, they gave me the checks. Gave them the keys. They moved in pretty much right away, within like a week or two, which right off the hop is like yeah. a bad sign. Yeah. Why are these people, <laughs> like, why do they have no home? Yeah, like within right. like five days, they're like, yeah. all right, we're coming in. I was like, well, okay, this is yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, what are you skipping out on to get here? Like, why are you so transient? Right? And it's, it's you know, there could be a perfectly logical explanation, yeah. but anytime someone's like, so yeah, so I need a place like uh, in the next couple of weeks. Like, why? <laughs> you know, but- this market, it's starting to be more realistic. Like people's like, my lease is coming to an end and this market's so psycho that I'm I'm struggling to find a place. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And some people are just really proactive and they realize when they're on a month-to-month lease, they take a good opportunity when it comes along. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and some people, I've even had folks be like, well, I'll happily carry the two units for one month while I move over and, and, and so on and so forth. I want the layover. Um, but this is... You're, you're, I'm leading up to a big I one know, here. Quite a yarn. So this house has now been burnt down. No, I... So <laughs> Anyways, they move in, whatever, cool. Deposit the safety deposit, deposit the first check, all is well. They sent me a few things that they needed done, whatever, got them done. Uh, First month rolls over. I waited like three days to deposit the rent check. Go to deposit. Uh, I get, what is it, Uh, NSF, I get it bounce. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I guess that happens, whatever. Like, this is their first month in there. They're just getting used to it. Um, so I go back, they give me a new check because I guess they changed checkbooks. They said, whatever. They're all like, oh my God, so, 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 sorry, so, sorry, come in, come in, come in, yeah. come in. Cut me a bunch of new checks. Uh, go and, uh, deposit down again. Bounce. Then at this point, I'm like, yo, like what's going on? Yeah. Start calling them. Nothing. Yeah. E- texting. And then like, I get, I would text, 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 text. And then after two weeks, I get a response. Oh, hey, so sorry. Da, da, da. Uh, finally, I get an e-transfer for like 500 bucks, like just a random one out of nowhere. So that put me off for another two weeks. Then I'm on them, I'm on them, banging on the door. I can see them walking around in the house. 
because you can see through the glass door. It's like a stained glass door. I can yeah. see them through the stained glass walking around. Nobody's coming to the door, right? They're, they're ignoring me. There's no one's coming to the door. Also, how lo- how young are you at this time? I guess it's not this long ago. 20, 2021? Yeah. Like yeah. 20 range. So, yeah. like, I, but like, he's, and so the other thing, the guy who's renting it, the main dad, he's a bouncer. So he's a pretty big dude. <laughs> okay. Just to like double down here that the, both of the guys that are living in this house are big bouncer guys. Like they're, yeah. and I'm not a huge guy. So I was like a little intimidating. And they're like, did you wear an extra tight t-shirt that day? <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing an extra, extra small. Okay. And, okay. but, and it didn't help my case. I'll yeah. tell you right now. <laughs> no, man, this is a real thing. So like, this, and this yeah. is what happens. And anyway, so they're, they're bouncing on uh, and it's just we're going back. My other partners are coming. They're banging on the door. One of my partners knows what bar he works at. He goes to the bar and confronts them right there in front of the bar. He's a little more bold than I am. Uh, anyways, the guys, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll pay up. He never ends up paying. We deliver the Form K, I think it was, to mm-hmm. to get them evicted. Um, and at that point, I literally stood there at the door to give him the Form K. I was like, I will not leave. And I just stood there and knocked for like half an hour, just holding the thing. And finally, I see him coming down the staircase, and I'm like, there we go. And he comes out, and honestly, nice enough guy. Like, I was a little nervous when he came out. I was like, am I about to get shot or stabbed or something like this? I hand the Form K, and he goes, yeah, we're going to leave. And I was like, okay, good enough. He dragged it out for, another, I think, three weeks. And then one day I drove by. There was no lights on one night, and uh, so I just went in. Icing on the cake is, so they finally left. They left the house a mess, going mm-hmm. around. I had bought, yeah, we sorry, we had bought these beautiful red... LG stackable laundry appliances. Open up the laundry room. Guess who no longer owns a beautiful set of red LG laundry appliances? Yeah. Well, you know where those LGs were? What? The down payment for their next place. 100%, right? I didn't think of so, that. yeah, yeah, th- this is th- this happens as soon as they know the writing is on the wall and they pass the threshold, every dollar now they need to pay the next landlord. Yeah. Right, and if they were short, they would sell you know your your oh. laundry. Um, but yeah, like once you'd gone over that tipping point, they weren't going to pay because that month needed to be the first month somewhere else. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, jeepers! So, so and the whole time you're like, yeah, passive income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> building wealth. I was still, wealth. still when I was hanging out with my friends. I'm like, yeah, I own a rental property. Yeah, it's a two unit. Deal. It's pretty sick. <laughs> I have to pay into it every month. They don't answer the door when I knock. But <laughs> <laughs> they don't pay rent or anything like that. But I own the property. So is this what kind of triggered the sale? Kind of or yeah, the, one of the partners went away. He moved away all the way to the other side of the of the country. Um, another one wanted to do his own thing. At that point, we're like, okay, we're going to turn into a three unit. But it was again, it was to turn into a three unit was going to cost us three hundred oh, grand. The juice would not have been worth the squeeze on that. Well, and see, and at that time, to spend three hundred k on a place for two seventy five, so we're into it for six hundred thousand. It didn't seem that exciting because the, tri- the nearest triplex fully it renovated would not have been. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. sold for like six eighty five today. Yeah. A brand new triplex on there would appraise for a million bucks. You also were twenty something at the time. Uh, it would have taken you best case scenario six months to do that work. You'd have no rental income. Like it, it would have been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been. It would have been hard on the head. It would have been super stressful. Um, and to be honest, at that point, I had gone out and bought more on my own. So I was rolling on my own. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll take out this whatever I had in there, thirty, forty grand. I was like, I'd be happy to take this and put this towards my own. Yeah, my own projects. Um, so that's what we did. We listed it up. The market was actually pretty good too. So we did go multiple offer because we listed low. Um, what did it sell for? Two ninety five, but there was no agent because I double ended it. Oh yeah, you were the listing agent, and right, 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 right. Yes, and I had an agreement with my partnership that we we're going to share the commission. Gotcha. Uh, so there was actually no commission cost on that. So for us, it's the equivalent of kind of like doing it more like three hundred five yeah. range. But 
yeah, it was it was an interesting one for sure. It, 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 I'm gonna tell you one more thing before I'm done with this place. The sale. This is an interesting thing that we have now with this market and just kind of how this world is going. Mm-hmm. The way this sale worked, I listed this on like a Friday night. I listed it. I hit the button at the office at like 4:59. I got Brenda to hit it, and we we walked out. Um, 5:15, 5:30. Phones ringing. Guys, like. I, six nine eight three Shabak though. Like, can I see it tonight? Like, I want to go see it right now. Like, I'm in the area. Can I come see it? I'm like, whoa, man! I had just driven over to my aunt's place for like a family dinner. I was sitting down and I'm like, huh? And I'm but I'm a new agent, so I'm like, oh frig, maybe yeah, I should. You're going. Yeah, should I go? So, anyways, Fuck. here we go. Zip over. This fellow, uh, he has just driven in from Ontario or something like that, and just a young guy, just like jeans and a t-shirt. We walk through the whole place, and like I'm embarrassed walking through because the place is a mess. And uh, he He's goes, like, "Who's the owner of this place?" Oh yeah, and oh, and roof's leaking by the way too. So like, there's like shit coming through the roof. Um, yeah, yeah. Who's the owner of this stuff? And he goes, "We we we finish it." He looks at me, he goes, "I'll take it." And I'm like, uh, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Like I'll buy it like right now, no conditions." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll take it right now." And I was like. Let's, let's do okay. it. Okay, uh, let's do up a contract. <laughs> but then within like three hours, I had another 10 or 15 showing requests. And I was like, eh, you know what? Maybe we don't sell this thing for asking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like we try and um, stir it up. So anyways, we, we dragged it out for another, I think, 24 or 48 hours. Got in two or three more offers. This fellow was still there and he ended up still being the best offer. What's he done with it? Well, so let's get is, that guy on the show. This, <laughs> I still he still texts me once in a while. Yeah, nice. So he he didn't end up buying it. This is the weird part. Oh, like the day before closing, he goes, "Hey, I need an amendment," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" Say, "I need to change the name of the owner or the buyer." And I just get this license sent to me of a guy from BC. Hmm. I and I don't want to necessarily say an ethnicity, but he's from Vancouver, so you can yeah, probably yeah. put two and two together. Yeah, I wonder if he yeah the guy flipped it. Yeah, and he just the guy him. he kneeled you. He kneeled Neil. Yeah, he kneeled. <laughs> he probably yeah he probably optioned it off. Yeah, and uh, good for him. Yeah, on closing it, and he just off he went, and it was just like nothing. And they paid cash, and everything came in, and I was like, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't really care. Like oh, I was like, why would you? Very. Uh, I'm I'm kind of curious now as to. And he hits deals, me up sir. all the time. He goes, you got anything? You got anything? Do you have anything? Do you have anything? And I'm like, cool. And he wants to buy everywhere, and he just zips around. I think puts places under contract. And he's flipping them to people all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it sat empty. I drove past all the time, and it sat empty for almost a year and a half, two years. After I sold it, nobody mowed the lawn. It was just sitting there. No one. This is now it. getting like from interesting into suspicious, Neil. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a part of it. That, yeah, it, yeah. The less, I don't it's know anything. Empty for a year and a half, jeepers. Literally, okay. probably more than that. And only recently did I drive by one day and I saw lights on in a car in the driveway, and I was like, and they've done no work to it. Like it's still like that same. Yellow mixed with gray. Man, okay, I'm, v- I'm gonna have to do a drive by. Do a drive by now. Going on. Watch me like fully renovated triplex. Yeah, crazy. Well, so that's, that's a that's an interesting story, Neil. I'm I'm, I'm glad that's my first rental. Okay, it was hard on the head. Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, that I sounds difficult. I think it's good to give people that realistic um, story. You it know, it's like, not passive. That's not passive income. <laughs> Oh man! Um, Lost friendships and some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, solid. And then started a podcast. <laughs> but it's important to know that these things do happen. I think you know there's are likely tons of things that you would have done differently in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, but that is how you learn. And the tricky thing I tell people this all the time is um, the hardest ones are like getting those first five yeah. because 
a lot of people, and I don't know what your, your partners did, a lot of them, they go through that experience and they're like, never again. Yeah. Right. And, you know, maybe one goes well, then you get a second and maybe get a third. And then all of a sudden things start not going well, like, you know, because houses age, things are on a five or 10 or 15 or 25 year maintenance cycle. Yeah. Right. And they start busting and, you know, it, it's easy to pull that shoot. And what happened is, what was it? Four years in, you guys pulled the shoot? Five? Three years. Three years in, you pulled the shoot, right? Yeah. Um, and you obviously took enough from it and persevered and bought more, but other people would throw in the towel. They'd be like, you know what? I tried it. It wasn't for me. And they'll talk about how shitty it is to be a landlord and all that. And um, they won't be lying, right? They'll have had that experience. And like, man, there's all kinds of reasons in there to not do this. The right? other two? One has never bought. He just went and bought a condo for himself. The other one just bought his first rental a week ago. Who was his agent? Not me. Not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the answer I was hoping for. Oh, yeah. I was hoping yeah. that. Yeah. Right. I love it. Um, well, let's – so you, you took that and then you, you, know, you parted with it ways with it to do something else. Yeah. I kind of took a, a similar model, but what I'm going to talk about is how I went from things like this and, and knock them – or, well – in, in hindsight, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I didn't have an experience like that at all. Um, but then how I took that and I scaled up because, um, as I mentioned in a previous episode, my wife and I, we bought a duplex, we lived in one, we rented the other, and it went surprisingly well. You know, the units were in okay shape. Um, the tenants were fine. Um, you don't know what it means to be a landlord. I know. I, I haven't <laughs> been through the grind. Um you know, things came up, but nothing that we couldn't handle. Um, and then after we bought the first duplex, then it's kind of a funny story, but I, I bought a second duplex, uh, came into some cash and, you know, immediately, you know, did what like, I, I genuinely felt was the best thing, which was bought another duplex. Yeah. Um, and that second one needed a little bit more work. One unit was completely renovated. One was a little rough. So I did a bit more work on the second one. Yeah. It went well. Then bought a single family home. Um, and it was really rough. Um, so I, I learned a lot doing through that, literally took it to the studs and, and, and did that over. And by that point in time, my first one had appreciated a little bit. Was that the house that you live in or no? No, that was, uh, our first single family home. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I'd finished that project. Um, and I bought, what did I buy next? I bought another duplex, which needed even more, um, renovations still. Yeah. Like it was really dumpy. Um, so now I'm at three duplexes and a single family what's home. The, what's the pace like here? Uh, one a year. One right? a year, like right? This so was my goal, okay. one, one yeah. a year. Actually, the when I bought the single family home, it took about 18 months, so I fell behind my schedule. But then the next year, I bought both a single family home over in Halifax and a duplex in Dartmouth, so that over the course of the five years, I had accumulated these five properties. And always the model was the same. Uh, I bought kind of a little bit downtrodden properties and, you know, improve them. And I started with something manageable. Like we did some new windows, some siding, some paint, you know, and open up the pass through to make it more open concept, like the basic first renovation people do. Yep. The next one, I took one unit, like pretty significantly renovated and, and redid bathroom. Third one was a total gut job. Fourth one was a total gut job. And then the fifth one ended up being kind of easy because I'd been through those others. But when I got to five of them, you know, and I was now having to put 20% down on things like which you did because you were with partners. But for me, I'd gotten away with 5% down because I was moving between these properties. Yep. Um, I now was like, man, the, to the fifth one, I had to put $80,000 down. Serious. You know, which I was like, this is every dollar to my name. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, I did it and I got through it. And I was like, well, that doesn't quite make sense to me. If I'm going to be start putting down a hundred thousand and more on, on properties, because then you also had to renovate it. I want to get something bigger. Yeah. Um, but this is actually very similar to with a house that I live in now where I had this affinity for a property from a distance for years. Mm-hmm. It's like one day I'd love to buy that house. So uh, on Portland Street, there was this really ugly mid-century cube of a building that was so ugly and nondescript that you wouldn't even know it was there. Like you just drive by it. And, and I drove by it many times and, and I wouldn't even know it's there. This is the after picture here. But like it was really... Like it was brown. It backs onto a lake and yet not a single window faces the lake. Oh, here it is before. That's actually a nice, it looks okay there. Yeah. Um, but like talking literally a you bunch would, of shit. This you would drive by this. Look there. at this place though. Yeah, I know. It's look a box. It's an actual it, box. It looks like a storage facility or like a <laughs> morgue or something <laughs> like that. Um, of course, like there is a lake back there. Of course, there's no windows facing the lake. That would, that would make too much sense. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> brutalist mid-century architecture. Oh, there it is getting painted. So, I, I was by this property so many times, and I thought that building is so ugly that it's almost cool. And you know, as mid-century modern architecture started to come back in, Go past um, it. I could sort of envision the finished product. Um, and I'm like, man, Throw I would love, I would love to get my hands on uh, on that property one day. Yeah, I even went into the foyer to like look around and be like, what's this place like? And, and like, oh yeah, it's as disgusting as I expected. Um, <laughs> just uh. Yeah, look at that. Looks, that's really cool. I did not know that this was a thing I could go back and, and time scroll like that. Yeah. Um, so I always wanted this property. And I was like, man, if I could ever scale up and get something like that, yeah. I just I would love the project of it. And pure coincidence, an agent in our office is like, I've got a listing coming up. It's a 12-unit building on Portland Street. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, Portland Street's a long street, but I know that one's a 12-unit. And the next multi-unit I can think of is up on really what you'd call Cole Harbor Road. Yeah. And I can't think of any 12 units in downtown Portland. There's like an eight and a nine. So I'm like, I wonder if it's the one. And it was. So I contacted her immediately. And the history of this building, and this is interesting because it touches on something, you know, we've spoken about. It was owned by Dartmouth Non-For-Profit Housing. So it was um, a, a nonprofit organization that still to this day provides housing for people. And this was one of their rare developments that they did in the 60s. I think they built it in, man, 58 or 66, somewhere in there. Yeah. So they came up with this beautiful design. Um, and What's the unit layout like? Um, four units per floor, all mirror images, one another, two bedrooms, one bath. Um, right. Really solid layout. Let's walk up, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, but I took... So... I had five properties at this point, and while I had pulled some equity out of them, I hadn't really tapped them all out on mass. Um, and I typically paid about two hundred grand for them, uh, added purchase plus improvements to fix them up, and so really simply put, you know, I maybe they were all worth about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I maybe owed on them around like two hundred, right after some time had passed. Mm-hmm. So I had roughly speaking, and this is going to be really you know, not, not great math on this. Um, you know, when I refinanced them all, I just kind of went back and I said, blanket, these five, I'm going to refinance every dollar out of them and probably pulled roughly, you know, 40,000 from each property. Yeah. But I had five of them. Yeah. Right. $40,000 is not going to change your life at any point in time, but in taking all five of those $200,000 and I bought this beauty. 
and she was rough. Uh, they're a great organization, and they did a, a good job with it. Like, you can see the windows were vinyl. Like, it was not neglected, but it was also far from updated. And I went in there, and it was, uh, you know, a very diverse group of people there, and I had to level with them. Like, th this was a big change for me. This was the first time that I had to tell tenants the building is going to be renovated. Um, your mm. leases are not going to be renewed. Um, you know, you're, you're moving out. Yeah. Um, and what I did, and this is still kind of the model I, I take today, is I tell people, listen, you have a lease. You have your right to stay here. I will honor your lease, uh, but I would rather upset you now than disappoint you later. So I'm going to tell you the truth. That is that you're not going to be renewed here. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this unit is going to be renovated and put back on the market. Um, and then I also said, by the way, you know, the first three people who decide to leave are getting $1,500 and their full security deposit back. You know, I can't guarantee that for everyone because I can only renovate so many units at a time. But just being upright, you know, and, and telling you guys all that, that this is coming down the pipeline. Um, you know your lease situation. You know what options are out there for you. I want to work with you. I'll honor your lease and I'll pay you this amount to help you move and so on and so forth. So I'm going to pause real quick. Yeah. Got, we got an open purchase price. Um, I think it was $650,000. Yeah. Uh, it's a good deal. Ooh. Yeah, it was great. Great 54 deal. 54 grand a door. Man, your math is really good. Your math is pretty good. Tell me again. Yeah. Um, well, it was a different time also. Yeah, remember no, that. I get that. Yeah. Um, and the reality is I still had to put, I think I put 35% down because the numbers were so horrendous. Like their model was literally to put the smaller, like um, have rents as low as possible. Like that, that is, the, yeah, that you makes know, sense. Yeah. Um, so if someone could only afford $495, that was their rent. Yeah. Um, so I still had to put 35% down on, on this property, but it's 650,000. Wasn't that crazy. I also... Um, had to wait a year. And the reason I had to wait a year is in the phase one environmental. So when you start getting into commercial financing, you often, but not always have to do environmental assessments and they're not cheap. Like a phase one, I think now is about 2,500 bucks, mm -hmm. depending on who you have to do it. And a phase one is we research, we look around uh, really high level. Is there cause here to do further research? So in this case, if you know this area, it's like, okay, that used to be a gas station, that used to be a gas station, that used to be a gas station. Oh, and also this used to have underground oil tanks. Yeah. And they still had the receipt from 1991 of when they had the underground oil tanks removed, right? Like, which is good. Like, they're very organized, yeah. and, you know, a, a great seller in that respect. Um, but, of course, the phase one came back and said, we're going to need a phase two. And the phase two is when they actually take samples and see, okay, is there petroleum particulates or yeah. whatever it is there? And then phase two recommended a phase three, which is really? we're going to study it for 12 months. And at the end of the 12 months, we'll decide, is it moving? Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? And of course, it's getting better because nature heals itself. But also every time they take a sample, they flush the system, kind of like fracking, and they suck it all up and then they test it. So every time they're kind of like cleaning it a little bit. Um, and ironically, there's no finished living space on the main floor. So you have a float of your residential. So there's no reason this would have any environmental impact whatsoever, but for a month, we had, a year, we had to do it. I want to pause you. When you say that you're flushing the system, what are you saying? <laughs> like, so when they do these boreholes for testing for oil, yeah. right? They say, okay, we think the oil might be moving in this direction, that direction. They put little boreholes. And in order to go down and sample what's in there, they essentially flush it. Yep and take it back up. Uh, but in doing that, they're inherently kind of cleaning it yeah. at the same time. 
And I argued with my lender for a few things. One, usually under a million dollars on a loan, you can indemnify and don't have to do an environmental. So I kind of preemptively did an environmental phase one, which maybe I could have gotten away without doing. But And two, um, because the residential is actually separated by a story from the ground, like there's no underground basement here. There's nothing below grade. Yeah. Um, I was like, why do I even need to be that concerned with what's in the ground? But they wouldn't let me do it. They wouldn't give financing until, until it was done. So it took 12 months before I got the keys to that place. Um, wow. And fortunately, the seller hung on because in the agreement I wrote, the phase one's on me, phase two and any other phases are on you guys. So they floated the phase two and three to the tune of about 25 grand and 12 months before I got it. Um, They're so paying for it? They paid for it. Yeah. I think I ended up releasing the deposit to them as an advance to pay it. Because I put like a $50,000 deposit and I said, you can take it all that money if you don't have it in your float. Um, so I worked with them and, and they were great to deal with. Um, and so I got the keys. I started having these difficult conversations with the tenants. Um, some of them went really well and they understood. And, and um, because the organization is such a, uh, well, not, you know, they're not a big organization, but they had yep. other units. Um, some of their clientele were very proactive about getting placed Making in, in other units. Yeah. Um, and some of them actually remained with me. So two of the tenants stayed on with me and I worked with them on the rents. You know, one lady, she stayed on at a lower rent, but then cleaned the building. Another gentleman who had been in that building since effectively the day it opened, right? He's been there probably 40 odd years. He's still with me now. Um, He, you know, does some cleaning. He shovels the walkway, salts, all these sort of things. Um, But the rest didn't, right? 12 units. Um, By the time I took possession, a couple of them had already left, probably knowing the writing was on the wall. Um, Everyone else I told, like, listen, this is the situation. I'm going to honor your lease. I'll work with you. Um, But that said, you know, this is, I'm going to be direct with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, But here's what I can do for you. And a number of them took me on the out on the $1,500. And I'll tell you, like, this was when I was early in, like, man, it it hurt to write them a $1,500 check before then having to renovate. Yeah. Right. Like it, this it was money, you know, um, and some of them took it really poorly, um, you know, threatened me, threatened to blow up my it's car. It's personal because it's, um, it's their home at the end of the day. It's their yeah, home. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. And my whole thing is, you know, I'm always going to treat you with respect and yeah. you're going to treat me with respect, period. Yeah. I had this the other day with a walkthrough for some clients on a four unit. You know, we walked through, the guy was not happy and he was all, you know, giving his attitude to him like, no. I'm going to stop you there. Like, I'm not being rude to you. You're not going to be rude to me. We can disagree on some things, but we're not going to be rude to each other. Um, you know, and it, it was a battle, but got it turned over, man. 12 units. And you want to talk about learning a lot? Whew. Like, I had to fire my first tradespeople, like, off this place. Yep. You know, someone said they could do this scope of work. They just didn't have the wherewithal, the, you know, the history, the experience. The they skill. couldn't do it. You yeah. know, uh, and then I learned who I could trust to do that work. And those people are with me to this day. Like, yeah. my buddy Brian. Man, bailed me out, like you know, because he has a crew and and then you know he saved my butt. Um, Josh, who does all my contracting now, you know, when I fired the guy there who said he could do everything, you know, Josh came in and, and we got everything done. And this is what it looks like now. So I'm super proud of this building, man. I love this building. I, I think you did great. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna toot your horn. Great choice of style, color. Like you worked with what you said. Basically, it's a, it, it's a box. It's <laughs> she's a box, man. It, she's a box, and I honestly think you did a great job. And that was actually before I ever knew you. And I remember driving past and being like, 
Damn. It's not bad. This it's is also, cool. you know, like I put some color in there. Like there's yeah. like this really cool graffiti along the wall here. A buddy of mine's a graffiti artist, so he did it all there. And underneath the covered parking, there's all this like Dartmouth inspired uh, graffiti mural underneath. Uh, man, I, I, I love that building. And yeah. it's really interesting. It was the same as my house. Like I saw it. I'm like, man, if I could ever get that place. But the way I did it is I started, and to this day, I still describe these small scale multis, these ones, these twos. I tell them, like, people, those are your piggy banks. Yeah. Right? Like, you pay down the equity. They're not going to make you rich. They're going to be a lot of work. Yeah. You know, but they're your piggy banks to one day, if you can grid it out and get through five of them. Yeah. You know, then you can scale up to something like this that actually, you know, makes you money and, um, you know, can, can, can kind of really get the ball rolling. But it was hard. It took a long time to renovate. And I think, you know, initially, I only had $90,000 to renovate it. Yeah. And then I had to go back and be like, well, it's partially done, so it's worth a lot more now. I need 135 grand to finish the renovation. And that's yeah. how I did it. I kind of did these top-up loans yeah. as I went. And it took a while, and there she is. I def- seven Portland. I think you did well. It looks, yeah. it looks a lot nicer than my place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your after, my after picture is a little better than yours, but... Yeah. Um, no, but we intentionally set these up as like I didn't show my duplexes and you know what I mean. Like, exactly. Um, I, I now now hearing your story about this, I'd love to tell you my story of my eleven unit because that's my first. I would say yeah. real true multi. Yeah. Um, and I think people would love to hear that one because I didn't put a dime in. I got cash back on closing, and it's been a beautiful building ever since. And it actually leveraged like it it rocket launched me from like I had five units going into that. Yeah. And within a year, year and a half buying that now, I'm hopefully going to be closing on my 85th unit or something like that. Yeah. That's, I want to hear this story. That's an interesting story. I'm like looking at the clock and I'm yeah, like- No, that's going to be a story for another day. Yeah. That's a good teaser. Leave that's the people a, wanting more. Imagine getting cash back on buying a multi. Yeah. That's also the good old days. That's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, probably, I probably shouldn't advertise that too much. <laughs> while, while winking suggestively at the camera. It's like no, no. Uh, <laughs> exhibit A, like in the- in the future trial. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, but I think I, one thing with this one is again, this is like a, a ref, again a huge reflection of how the market's changed. You first of all getting them to basically give it to you without going to market. Yep. Uh, any agent now would be like, go pound sand. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this thing to market. Yep. Um, whether they know you or not. Uh, the second thing being their willingness to extend and cover enviros. Uh, they're they're a good one, and you can get sellers to do that sometimes. But now it's getting more and more where the sellers like, I'm not doing anything. Oh, 100. percent I, I got yeah. this guy and this girl, this girl, and all these people that want to buy, and they're gonna they're willing to pay with no conditions and on yeah. on and on and on. Because you know, one way to not have to do environmental is to pay cash, right? Like, but if you're going through a conventional mortgage and it's over a million dollars, especially like the loan is over a million bucks, you're doing environmental. Right? Yeah, and and it opens a can of worms, man. And in general, if I've learned anything. Honestly, as you as you start doing the bigger ones, always do an Enviro in advance if you can. Um, just because when it comes time to do your your financing later down the road, if it's going to be a million over a million bucks, you're going to involve CMHC. They're going to want to see it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to need it. So you don't way. you don't want to get into it. And a lot of these buildings, I mean, especially here, I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but they do. Ha- there was a lot of underground oil tanks. Oh, totally. And so decommissioned gas stations. Like you don't even know where the oil comes from. You're like, is this my oil? Is that their oil? You don't know. <laughs> like it's someone's oil. That's yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's as big in another. It must be. Like, I, we have such a huge oil-based heating. Like yeah, we have a lot of oil here. Other places like 
you know, natural gas and, and things like that. that we don't yeah. yeah. So it might be more more relevant here, but I, I think that's something that I would say in, in on average for buying, like you said, for duplexes, triplexes, and those kind of things, I wouldn't really no, be concerned about. Like, they don't ask and you, you don't, don't need get to into it. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, for these, I would definitely recommend before the purchase making that move because when it comes time to refinance, it would be a very sad time if you find out like, oh, you got to spend 400K to get the 300K out. Yeah. Yeah. And realistically, I asked at the time, I was like, well, what if this goes bad? Like, what is what is the high end cost? And it was only going to be only $80,000. But like yeah. at that point, that was 25% of the, no, it was like 10% of the purchase price, 15% of the purchase price. Purchase, yeah. um, you know, and, and more money than I had. And it would have killed the deal. Yeah. Um, so it's very fortunate that it worked out, but it was touch and go. It's like, man, what if this doesn't like come back approved, like or a closed site? Yeah. Um, so that's what it is. It's deemed a closed site, which is not to say it's a clean site, but it's that the Department of Environmental uh, has been satisfied by the third party investigation saying this is not uh, an ongoing issue of concern or it's not, it's not a worsening issue. It's not yeah, degrading. yeah, yeah. So um, did you add windows on the water side? No, it wasn't in the budget. No. Did you see how he threw out a chirp there? That there's no <laughs> windows windows on the water side. Go ahead and renovate the whole building. Well, th- it's actually funny if if it's hard to explain without seeing the floor plan. But all there is on the back of the building is a staircase. Bring it up, Tanner. Don't let them lie to us. Yeah, you, you tried to lie to how terrible the building was, there, and then we saw how nice it was. There's a lake behind it. You can't you can't get back. There's no. Well, all he did was paint the place. Oh, here we go. Whoa! <laughs> You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> All he did was paint the place and increase the rents to make them. <laughs> this is actually really cool. Wow, look at the graffiti. That actually looks super yeah, yeah. cool. Can you, can you go around to the other side? So, this is amazing. This I didn't even know you could do this. This is insane. bro. Technology. Uh, no, it's a, di- it's a different product, right? So, this is actually like a gray vinyl product. Like, is, t- is Tanner mic'd up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut, t- cut, cut Tanner's feed. Yeah. Um, this side, it's it's a perfectly fine vinyl product. Uh, it just had corrugated metal on the front and back. But, um, so on this back side, it's a staircase, which, you know, they're, you, you wouldn't play, pay money for like a glass wall for a staircase for no reason. Yeah. And then there's um, bathrooms and then the one wall in the bedroom where you'd put a bed, right? So you're not going to put a window there. I, I looked into it, man. I was like, oh, man, do I put a window here? Do I, there's really no... There, there's it would no only it would only benefit place. a few units as well, realistically. Yeah, that, that's that's it too. But actually, this is kind of cool here. You can see the other stuff that I own in the area. So I'm pretty pot committed to this location. This this pit yeah, over you here didn't just double down. You quadrupled down. Yeah, I own that corner where, and you can see like a building was there uh, that that's been removed, and then yep. the car lot over there. I uh, own that as well. So this is kind of when I mentioned that you know I'm I'm working with some land and, and a couple doors down like that. Uh, those two there. houses that are there, right? There, yeah. yeah, those are both gone because I own that area in there and some of these trees in the back. Um, kind of to, to that pathway. Um, and and behind the, path, the pathway. Yeah, past, past the pathway, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All um, that, actually, yeah. Yeah, now a lot of that's not really developable, but um, my my approval for the 60 unit is right where you kind of see that thing on the left there, like that little truck in the parking lot there or whatever in the driveway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great area and... Yeah, you have quadrupled down, and I'll, I'll give you respect because now you're, it's going to be a trans. It's transformed. Um, oh yeah, I live like almost around here too, right? So I've got yeah. a vested interest in this neighborhood. Um, this is going to be my local watering hole when I can get a bar in there and maybe some tacos and tequila or something. But you can talk um, about the days that you painted only two sides of your four building. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I guess that's enough probably for today. But I think um, so. I think that's a really good. I know we alluded to these or we touched on these like, oh, what did you do kind of. But here people actually get to see this is 
what you did for your first thing. And, and it's important to hear that it didn't go great. Yeah. Um, you know, that's part of it. And this was not roses and sunshine. And, and this wasn't like I skipped steps to get here. I just went through those same battles you did. Yeah. And then by the time I hit five, I refinanced them. I was fortunate enough to find something like this. And, and it sort of set me up a little bit now to do these other things. And, um, you know, the land across the street was all paid for from the equity of, of that building a, a couple of years later. Um, it sets the wheels in motion. Yeah. You start with a bunch of small ones, put them together, buy a bigger one, and then you're in that game. And that's pretty much – these would be small ones for some of the big developers totally. in town. Yeah, and this They'd is, be like, oh, you buy five yeah, so twelve. Like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. you do the same thing. You put it all together, and then you make your, your first big, big – uh, big move from there, but yeah, no, like I, like you said, it's it's an interesting one to hear because yeah, my experience turned off out, out of three of us, it turned off two of us. Yeah, right. Uh, if I, everyone was doing it, it wouldn't be doable. You know, like it, yeah. it's it's not for everyone. It's not all roses. Yeah, yeah. But. I think that this has given us a great idea for a future show, oh, which yeah. is like horror stories. Oh yeah, we got to get into the horror stories, like worst tenant, worst move out, oh, all these things. I, yeah. I mean, I'll save it, but I, I uh, we, gotta save it, man. We're we, wrapping up. We, yeah, we, we got something. I got something to put here. I'll, I'll ask you if you think it's too far, but no. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, like, comment, subscribe. We're gonna give oh, away yeah. one of these stacks of cash. They could be real. They could be fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other things, like, my, my, I started talking about my kid who watched this YouTube video, and he watches all this weird stuff on YouTube. So, um, this is what I picked up. This is my research I was doing. Okay. Uh, go ahead and smash, smash the like button, and click subscribe. There you go. Thanks for watching.